Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. This is Goshen News Sports Reporter Evan Leepak introducing the podcast today because Austin didn't want to do it. So here mm. I am. But I delegated he responsibility. Here. He is here, though. I was a very good editor. I delegated responsibilities to my reporter. Believe it or not. Yeah, you do that sometimes. Yeah. Is that is that the editor's responsibility? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Wow. To like, you know, do the editing things and then delegate when need to. And I just felt like, you know, you haven't introduced this, the podcast in like six weeks, so I figured I'd give you give you some love. Get let let the people hear your voice first. Has they don't it need been, to hear has me. Has it been six weeks? I don't know. I don't keep track of it. This is probably like the third or fourth time you've introduced the podcast. I've left the podcast more, I think, like the outro. Yeah, I let you tag. I've done. I've let you kind of carry the tag out. We don't really. We improvise the end. We don't really have a set plan at the end. We just kind of like, oh, we're done. We actually kind of enter. I can't talk. Improvise the entire podcast. Believe it or not. Yeah, we don't have a set (laughs) deadline or schedule or anything. We just roll with it. We just rolling. That's how good we are. Off the top of our heads, every stat we throw out. Definitely not research. We just have memorized up top. Yes, sir. Oh, I just sniffled. If you hear us sniffling, I think we're both dealing with sniffling issues, so we apologize. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't feel sick. I just think there's something in my throat before the podcast. I I battled through a minor illness Saturday, Sunday. It's still kind of lingering today. Mucinex has been my best friend the last couple of days. Stay away, man. I don't want to. Get I don't have COVID. Sickness. I tested for COVID. I don't have COVID. Did you use both tests? No, I only did the one on Saturday. Maybe I'll do the other one tomorrow just to be safe in case this thing lingers a little bit more. Anyway, that's our show. Okay, what's uh, we had a busy week. We're gonna try to stay away from like previewing sectional stuff because we did that, did last that all week. last week. So. When we talk about baseball later, we're going to try to focus it as much as possible on what just happened in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will recap sectional happenings, and we will start with the track and field going on. Um, we had sectionals last week, girls at Warsaw and East Noble, and the boys also at Goshen and East Noble. And we got a lot of qualifiers for regional, so that's good. You're telling me. Yep. You should see these pieces of paper. Yes, we have you, you could have you could have read about this on uh, GoshenNews.com slash sports published both of them, the girls' regional list on Wednesday and the boys' one on Saturday. Um, in terms of the most events qualified for any of our schools, the Northridge girls are in 14 events tonight at the regional hosted by Kokomo. So if you're listening to this at 3 p.m. Start driving to Kokomo right now because that thing starts at 6 p.m. So you, it's a long drive. Shout out to our friends at the Kokomo Tribune for helping us out. Um, they will be sending us some photos from tonight, and we will be sending them photos from the Boys Track Regional on Thursday. So, you know, that's how we did it last year. CNHI helping out. CNHI love. You know, that's what we do here. Big loving company. Big yeah. loving company. <laughs> we, we love each other, so we will. Um, yeah, we're trying to trying to get that at least online Tuesday night. Don't know if we'll be able to make it in the print because uh, it's a late start, and we'll be busy. We're, yeah, we got stuff going on. So anyway, that's a sidetrack. Let's talk about some of the highlights for our girls, um, tracksters, tracksters, track stars, track stars. I like it. So. Um, like we said, Northridge is in 14 events. Their highest seed in an event is second. They are the second seed in both the 4 by 400 and they are the third seed in the 4 by 100 meter relay. So they have a decent chance to get the relay, those two relays out to state. For those curious, I'm sorry if you hear the ruffling papers. We're going through the papers. Um, the top three in each event in each regional advance to the state meet. There are eight regionals, so 24 automatically advance across the eight regionals, and then three other top performers go as well from all the combined regionals to make up 27 qualifiers for the state meet in each event. Wow. So there you go. So with that being said, 
You're like the track uh, track guru, I would I, call you. I just looked it up on the IHSA website. I don't have that. I didn't have that totally memorized. It's a relatively easy, you know. You could have fooled me. Yeah. I sound very smart sometimes. So if you're looking for people who could get out for Northridge, right? If the seeds, if the seeds hold, air quote, right? So you have the four by four and the four by one relay. And then you also have Elena Papandrea as third and the 300 meter hurdles. So you got a chance maybe for her. And then some of the fringe competitors, Haley Heil, fourth in the 3,200 meter run. Temi Bayless is fifth in the 800. Um, Olivia Atkins is sixth in the 200 meter dash and their four by eight is sixth as well. So that's kind of like a rough, you know, feel like if they, mm. those people could probably make it. Um, Northwood has is in 10 events tonight. Um, they have a couple higher seeds as well. Elena Yoder, she is second in the 100 meter dash. She is fifth in the 200 meter dash and they are third in the four by eight, second in the four by one for my 100 meter relay and Caitlin Burden is second in the 1600 meter run as well. So they've got some some a good chance to get like more than half their events through if the seeds hold, you know, like obviously some things have to break their way and it's it's still track, it's still, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um Concord in nine events also a Kokomo um, their top competitors, their four by one relay is the number one seed going in. So we have the top three seeds there in the four by one. Concord first, Northwood second, Northridge third. So in theory, if they hold, all three. Uh, if they all, if it holds, they will all, all get out. But you never know. It's it's weird. Tracks weird. So it's the hardest sport I think to get to state. That and golf. This is the hardest sports to get to state in. It's, it's just ruthless. It's cutthroat and like. You gotta. You basically have to perform well tonight. Otherwise, you're not going to state unless you are like really, really good in a really, really good regional. You think it's difficult just because of the pressure? That you, you and got like one there's chance. so there's so limited there's limited so limited spots. I mean, there's 16 people competing in each running event tonight, mm-hmm. and like at least up to 20 in each field event. Only three are going to go through. Yeah. You know, like that's that's really cutting it tight. Same thing with the golf. Like the golf is really, you know, cutthroat like that too, in a sense. So, um, while we'll see in six events, uh, notably Dylan Kinesny is fourth in the high jump, and Emma Yoder will enter as the top seed in the discus toss. So, those are their two to look for, and those they have a couple running events that are seated eleventh. Um, 12th and 15th, so I don't know if Wallace C will get through in running, running, but their field events of Kinesny and High Jump and Emma Yoder in the in the discus will be notable. And then in the Indiana Wesleyan Regional, Marion, Indiana Wesleyan, mm-hmm. uh, we have West Noble, Westview, and Lakeland there. And currently, uh, Westview is the only one that has a uh, seed in the top seven mm-hmm. for an event. Lucy Rensberger is third in the discus, uh, 14th in the shot put. So her she's third in the discus. That's her highest mark of all of them. Um, she set a school record in the discus last week, 127 feet 5 inches, um, won the sectional on both the discus and the shot put. But um, it, it appears that she's going to be our best chance in that regional to get out to state. Um, West Nobles in seven events, their highest seed is Stephanie Dominguez in the 100-meter dash. She's eighth. Lakeland is in two events. Their highest seed is Brooklyn Reddig is seventh in the high jump. So, I mean, I'm not ruling it out because it's, it's weird. You never know. Any given day, tracks, yeah. track's one of those sports. But uh, I, I think we're – obviously a lot of our energy is going towards the Kokomo Regional, and I, I think that we've got a chance to get a fair amount out. Uh, potentially amongst those amongst Northridge Northwood Concord Wallasey so but you never know it's a weird you could scratch you could hit a hurdle like Jack DRC last week for the boys he was you know probably going to make regional in hurdles 110 hurdles and halfway through the race he tripped over a hurdle fell finished eighth place in the race now he's not going to regional so you, you know it's that that was all that was that that stunk that stunk to watch to be honest 
and uh, it's not illegal to knock down a. It just like slows you down, well, right? I mean, for the he, longest time, he I did, thought you get points off for that or no. something. It's just time, you know. <laughs> he literally like fell out of the ground though. Like it wasn't like he just knocked over the hurdle. He, he was fell. like out. He fell. He's yeah, like done. He was done. It was over. So that was painful to watch because he's a he's a good kid and you want to see him succeed and like he would have been going to regionals in the event. He's still in the four by one for Concord. We'll get to that in a minute, but yeah. yeah. So. So that's the girls. On the boys' side, we have um, Northridge once again leading the way. 11 events at the Goshen Regional this Thursday. Um, notably for them, Mason Floria, second in the 300-meter hurdles, or fifth in the 110 hurdles, although I would expect him to make uh, state in both events. I don't know if he's ran his fastest time in the 110 yet. Um, I, I'm confident he's got a chance to make both. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Moore is the top seed in the 3200 meter mm-hmm. run. Not of course, not surprising. Um, and then, kind of hit, you know around that mark, uh, Jackson Miller's fourth seed in the 1600 meter run, and uh, and that's that's about it for them. They got a couple other you know 13th, 14th, 10th places, um, but it's going to hinge on Moore, Miller, Floria for them to go to state. I think. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Concord gotten gotten ten events. They have two of the top four seeds in the hundred meter dash. Joseph Moon is second. Jatan Thomas is fourth. Thomas is also tenth in the two hundred, but I expect him to do better than he did last week as well. So he's a even though his seed is tenth, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it out um, to state because he's he made the state last year in the event. He's pretty good at this. Um, Anthony Roberts second in the sixteen hundred meter run, third in the eight hundred meter run. So Should both events potentially. Yep. Um Jaton Thomas. Deshaun yeah. Emerson is fourth yeah. in the three hundred meter hurdles. So he has a chance to to potentially make it out as well. Uh, he's uh seventh or where is he at in the hundred and ten? He's eighth in the hundred and ten meter hurdles. Um and then a couple four the four by one and the four by four are seventh for Concord. So I mean they got a decent chance to get, you know, Moon, Thomas, and you know, Roberts, I would say. Like, those are their three leading guys for Thursday. Uh, Goshen, kind of similar. Um, they have the top seed in the 4 by 800 meter relay. Team of Colt Johnston, Luis Loera, Tommy Claxton, Drew Hogan. Hogan is fourth in the 800 meter run and sixth in the 1600 meter run. Uh, Loera is also in the 1600, seated 11th. Claxton is second in the 3200. Johnston is fifth. So they got some chances in the distance there. A couple field events for them as well that are seated in 10th and 14th. So they're in six events. Northwood's in six events. Their uh, their main guy, Brevin Miller, won the shot put the, the, at the sectional last week. He's first in the event and third in discus. So in theory, he has a chance, good chance to make it to state in both. And uh, their four by 800 meter relay is fourth. So they could make it as well if they put together a really good run. In that event, um, Brady Hunsberger sixth in the 800. And then Fairfield's also in three events, uh, a couple 10 seeds and a 14 seed. So it's going to take some work for them to make it out. But you never know. Like I said. I mean, you feel confident that, I mean, I guess it's Jaton Thomas, but going from 10th to 3rd. So. Right, right. Well, I, I, I've seen I've seen Jaton Thomas win the 200 Mm-hmm. multiple times this year. So I'm just thinking like... He just had a bad run in the sectional? Yeah, he just didn't run his best last week, I feel like. So maybe he's due. Hmm. Like, maybe he was holding back. Like, let's just get to regional. Like, the 200 is one of those races. It's like the 100 where, you know, everyone's only separated by a couple seconds. Like, not even. So he's a 10 seed and he's half a second behind the one seed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's... It's close. It's close. Yeah. I understand what you're saying now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, got you. I know. I just disregarded the other 10 seeds. I apologize to the other 10 seeds. But I've you're seen like, Thomas. Could, could be long haul, but uh, oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Just like, But not for Jaton Thomas, of course. <laughs> yeah. Biased. My Concord bias. Uh, and then we have a couple uh, competitors at the. Uh, also at Indiana Wesleyan for the boys, Marion. Um, Dominic Lawrence for Lakeland is in four events. He's the four seed in the 110 meter hurdles and the 10th seed in the 300 hurdles. He's also on the uh, four by one and the four by four relay teams. 
that are seeded 11th and 16th, respectively. And then Owen Troyer in the long jump is a fourth seed. So Lakeland can get a couple there. Uh, Lawrence individually and Troyer individually if they have really good performances. West Noble has the top seed in the 3,200-meter run at this regional, Grant Flora. And uh, they also have the fifth seed in the 200 dash, Jalen Gonzalez, who went to state in the event last year. And then Drew Yates, the sixth in the 110 uh, meter hurdles. So maybe he sneaks out of there as well. And then Westview is in three events. Um, their best event, best chance it looks like, Lyndon Miller is third in the high jump. So he's got a chance to go out. Um, and then he's also 10th in the 800 meter run. You never know. Um, so, yeah, and uh, I, I forgot how to pronounce this kid's name. I heard it pronounced at the NECC boys meet. Is it Jury, Jury, It's not Jiraj Herney? No, it's like Yuri Herney. It's like something, I don't know. Yura, He's 14th, 14th in the high jump, 15th in the 400-meter dash. So, we'll see. So, yeah, that's our notable regional. I, did, I was telling myself beforehand, I'm not going to run through all of them, and then I pretty much ran through everyone. There's so, a few of them. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few. Well, like... I was like, wait a minute. When I is, first saw this... This has gone like, no longer way. than I anticipated. <laughs> uh, girls track regionals Tuesday night. Thursday is the boys, weather permitting. Yeah. So there you go. Let's not, uh, you know, get into that. How, again, the weather over the next three days is looking spotty. And we could have a really ungreat weekend as far as Saturday getting you know and Monday full and Monday getting full. Happy so Memorial we'll Day! See. Happy <laughs> Memorial Day, everyone! Um, all right, so that was the big track sectional talk. Girls tennis sectionals also wrapped up this past week. We have three winners from our area all going into the Northridge Regional tonight. Fairfield beat Northwood. Sectional final, Concord dramatically over Elkhart, three-two, mm-hmm. and three cents. Westview beat East Noble in a three-two dramatic match as well. All three were three-two. Yes, that's what you like Fair, to see in the Fairfield, sectional titles. Fairfield and Northwood wasn't as dramatic, but like Paige Riegsecker, Westview third set win to to win the match for East for Westview over East Noble. Mm-hmm. Gracie Westlake and Kate Steele. Number one doubles with a third set win mm-hmm. to beat Elkhart. All the eyes around those courts, that court, you know, dramatic yeah. moment. We right? love, we, that, the clutch that's what we team. love about tennis. Yeah. That's the my favorite part about tennis because usually it's just like everyone's playing, you're vibing. But when you get that last court going and it's for the whole match, fantastic. That's what, that's what you love to see because everyone just like converges over there. You got the whole crowd there. That's great I, to see. I love I love watching all the parents like pick up their lawn chairs and move them down to like yeah, be exactly. closer to that court. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So going on paper, Fairfield is the favorite, but they have a big question mark currently with the health of Faith Bontrager. A very tough injury she sustained, rolled her ankle in a match that didn't really mean much. She was it was two singles. They were going to a third set. Fairfield already had won the match three one, and she rolls her ankle. And it looked, didn't look good. She couldn't put any weight on it Friday night. It was to be determined to play tonight in the regional semifinal against Angola. So I, I hope yeah. she's okay. They have good depth. I'm not like necessarily worried about their depth, but well, yeah, it's just tough when you lose a really solid player like that. You know, I would imagine even if she does go, she's not going to be 100. percent Probably right. tape it up if she does go, and that kind of messes with the mobility in tennis. It's a lot of sharp cuts and stuff and putting weight on that ankle at times. So, I mean, it, it's rough if it's not, like, Clally's close to 100%. If, if she's dealing with, like, 50 60 70%, that'll definitely hamper her a little bit. Yeah, and if I wonder if she can't play. I am i don't know what they would do for the lineup. Do you keep Elise Yoder at the three singles, or do you move her to two singles and play someone else at three singles? Um, currently, um, Addison Mast, Elise Yoder, and their number two doubles pairing are all 23-1 and one on the season mm-hmm. individually. It's pretty good. So, it like, do you keep you keep them in their spots because they're so good. Like, they usually will win. That's You only need to win three. So do you put someone else in two singles instead of bumping up Yoder to two singles? She's a good player, obviously, but, you know, maybe you keep that continuity and just try to plug a JV player into two singles and go – you know, take your chances, I guess. I don't know. So, 
And just like close your eyes, know for the best. Yeah. Is that what it is? This is the so Fairfield plays Angola tonight. This is the fourth time in like three weeks they have played Angola. They play them in the Angola invite. Uh, the sat like the, in a, in a one week stretch. It was a Saturday. They played them in the Angola invite. Then mm-hmm. Tuesday they played them in a dual match. Then they played them in the conference tournament Thursday Friday, and now. A week later from that, 10 days later from that, they play him in the regional semifinals. So this is the fourth time they will see Angola players in the last two and a half weeks. So these teams are familiar with each other. Fairfield won 4-1 in the regular season, um, but, you know, you know Angola is going to be motivated to win. So Yeah, it's like, it's like we just talked about. It helps if, for whatever reason, or for whatever reason, if Bontrager can't go because of her injury. So that'll help, but they they are pretty sturdy at those three other spots that you referred to. So, yeah, and then the other regional semifinal, you get Concord, who you know pulled off a couple up at least an upset over Northridge mm-hmm. um, Thursday, and then they beat um, Elkhart Saturday mm-hmm. in a dramatic fashion. They were five and seven coming into the postseason. Now they're seven and seven. They had. Um, they had gone up and down a little bit this year, but they're they're playing well right now. Same thing with Westview, um, coming in with a lot of momentum after beating East Noble. Uh, Westview is a nine and four record. Fairfield, by the way, fourteen and one, and Angola is fourteen and two. So two good teams there. Um, the favorites in the regional, probably. Obviously. Right, you would whoever wins that Fairfield Angola match will probably be the favorite to win. Mm-hmm. Whenever they play the final, it's supposed to be Wednesday night. Maybe they'll move it inside. They're going to have to try to move it inside. If it rains Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, well, guess what? Semi-state is Saturday. So you got to yeah. have a regional champion crowned Somewhere. before you know Friday night. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be good tennis. It's going to be good tennis over there a couple, couple days. Concord-Westview especially. I just yeah. think it's like I couldn't pick one way or the other. They seem very similar in styles and yeah. the way their seasons have gone and everything. So Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. Winner of that regional will play in the semi-state against four. Uh, I got the bracket right here. They will play the Marion regional winner. The Marion regional features a couple top thirty teams. Uh, number twenty Delta and number twenty-seven Alexandria are in that. And if the if it plays out, it should be Delta versus Alexandria in the regional final. Probably. Who's Alexandria? I was kidding. Alexandria Monroe. <laughs> That's um, a joke. <laughs> so yeah, but so you know, not playing the long term game. Obviously, you got to get there. But if like Fairfield pulls out this regional championship, it's not a totally impossible match in the semi state. I feel like we have seen our teams. Westview boys a couple years ago was playing like a twentieth, twenty fifth ranked team, and they weren't ranked. And they won in semi-state. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that it can happen. It, they're going to be the underdog. Whoever wins our regional is the underdog going into that semi-state, more than likely. But you never know, man. Let's get them to state. Tennis is tennis is a weird game. Let's get them to state. Um, golf? Golf. Let's do it. You were there on Saturday, NLC, Warsaw. Cool. Conference tournament. Warsaw. NLC championship. Hot take. Good. Warsaw, 10th and state. Hot take. Good. Kind of played like it, you know, a little 303. bit. 303. Especially Cal Hoskins at the one spot. 67. 67. One think, shot off the course record over at Black Squirrel. I think I would shoot 67 on the front nine at Black Squirrel. That's how bad I am, so... Congratulations, Cal, for shooting 67 across 18 holes. An eagle and six birdies throughout his round. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. I haven't seen an eagle from a high school player, and I've been covering it pretty decent amount the last couple of years. So, how, how rare do you think? Have you ever heard of someone getting an eagle I think, in high school? I think the only eagle I saw was a Concord boys player when he, like, Hold out from 150 yards at Black Squirrel. Actually, last year, Goshen Invite kid hit it out, hit it in from like 120 yards for an eagle, and wow. then he like finished the he finished with like an 85 that day. He didn't play well the rest of the round, but he had that two. He had that two on the card on, on the first hole on number one. 
It's pretty amazing. It was like, holy cow, that's a heck of a shot. And then he comes in at eight, after 18, he had an 85 or whatever. I don't I don't remember who it was, but it was hilarious to like see it. It was like, oh. 85 isn't horrible. No, it's the yeah. good score for normal people. But like after you put a two to start the day, you think, oh, this kid might like contend. Uh, was the and first he, hole of the day? Yeah, his uh, first hole of the day, two. It was like, wow, he's off and rolling. And then, no. I so, mean, yeah, I've seen one eagle, but that was not like, oh, he had a, like two shots onto the green and then made an eagle putt on a par five. Like, it was like kind of lucky that he got the eagle. Still a good shot. I mean, there's still some skill in that, but also some luck with the bounce and a roll. Anyway. That just goes to show golf is a game of luck. But what if it's a par five and you get to the hole in three strokes? Is it an eagle? Or is it a birdie? If you because it's two below par, because a birdie's one below par. Right. Like, what are you talking? Like, if you so if it was a par if five, you and you the got green three. And if you reach the green and if it's a par five and it takes you three shots to put the ball in the hole, that's an eagle. All right. That's what he did. Yes. Yes. Just want to you know confirm. Thank you, Evan Lee <laughs> Pack, golf expert. <laughs> You know, I'm still getting the hang of this golf thing. I enjoy it, though, you know, being out there. I, I was whipping the golf cart on Saturday. I hadn't done that before. Usually, I just walk around sad, and my feet hurt, and I'm getting, like, dirt and grass all over my shoes. <laughs> not this time, though. And I managed not to crash into anybody or make anybody mad with bad golf etiquette. So, you know, maybe uh, next time I'll be back in the cart. We'll see. But anyway, our teams from this NLC championship. Yes. Warsaw was obviously first with their 303. I mean, nobody's nobody's going to beat them on a day like that. Northridge was second, though. The Raiders with a 316. Brock Rushley shot a 73, and that was second place individually. Six strokes off the best, but he'll take second place. That's for sure. Uh, Ty Miller, he had an 80. Kobe Hostetler. 80 as well. Connor Hosteller, 83, and then Braden Maxey with a 93. And in third place, we had the Goshen Redhawks. They shot a 332 on the day. Chase Meyer, Todd Kaufman, both had 80s. Jacob Moyer, an 81. Zach Zubera, 91. Braxton Sheets, 92. Zach had a messed up finger, and he still shot a 91. He was basically playing with nine fingers, shot a 91. So, I mean, I th- Britt Randall was pretty happy with that. He was talking about how he needs to get Jacob and Chase going a little bit more. I mean, they're capable of shooting in the low 70s, and they've been shooting around 80 the last few 9-0 matches, invitationals. So if if they want to have any chance against Northridge in the sectional, I mean, they're going to have to get better performances from them, obviously. But that's the top three. Uh, Plymouth finished fourth. Northwood, they finished in fifth. Earl Williams, he was third place individual with the 77. Cooper Weens, 86. And then we can go down here. We can discuss the all-NLC team a little bit. Do it. You know, why not? Do it. This is your moment. I will just say who our coverage area teams are, not the Warsaw guys, which, as you can imagine, all the Warsaw guys also made the all-NLC team or honorable mention. But uh, Brock Rushley from Northridge, Earl Williams, Northwood. Uh, let's see here. We had Chase Meyer from Goshen, Jacob Moyer from Goshen. And Ty Miller from Northridge, those guys made the All-NLC team. The All-NLC Honorable Mention, Robbie Finlinson, Wawasee, Kobe Hostetler, Northridge, and Cooper Weens from Northwood. There's a look at that. And uh, NLC Coach of the Year, we don't care. I mean, Jack take, Carpenter, take Warsaw, a, take shocking. A, take a big guess who that might have been. I feel like Todd, Todd King got uh, snubbed. What do you they think? Should've, they should have given it to Steve <laughs> Coperstone, man. 400 career wins this year? Come yeah, on. he was out there. He was out yeah. there on Saturday. Come on. Give w- it to Steve. Whipping the card himself. You're like, whoa, <laughs> come on. Come on, yeah. Steve. So, luckily, Warsaw, not in the main sectional of all of our golfers. Um, yeah, because it'd be a wrap already. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, our sectional will be very interesting, especially after the NECC meet where you saw Lakeland mm-hmm. post a 322. Tommy Curtis shot a 69 individually. And Nate Kyle and Ben Kyle, 73-74. They won the NECC meet by three shots over Westview. And then uh, they were at 322, Westview 325, Fairfield 326, the regular season champ Fairfield. 
third place. Fairfield only beat Lakeland by one shot in the regular season. That was Lakeland's only conference loss. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Picked a heck of Something, a time. To something's going on over there. Have a coffee burp. Yeah. Um, like a coffee heart attack at this point. Um, Man, Lakeland got so, all three of their guys consistent. And I mean, at the right time. They didn't have their normal four and five players, too. Their fourth and fifth player shot like 110 and 115. So they had to take a 110 with them, and they still won. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's how good Curtis, Kyle, and Kyle were. That sounds like a really bad law firm. Curtis, Curtis Kyle, Nate, and Kyle. And Ben Kyles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the sectional, which is on June 3rd at Meadow Valley, you got Northridge, Goshen, Lakeland, Westview, Fairfield. Those five teams all appear to be fairly solid. All have individuals that are very good. Um, at a minimum, you got to think that, you know, Braden Miller from Fairfield, Silas Harr from Westview, the Kyles, um, Tommy Curtis, like they're all in contention to make it individually. Of course. Out. If their team doesn't get there, Northridge, Goshen are the top teams. Northwood, Oral Williams, too. Like he shot a 68 on Monday. Won he the uh, wow. he beat he beat Warsaw individually, so that's that's an impressive feat. Um, he just yeah. looks like a golfer. You see him out there, looks professional. It's all business. He with, does uh, with Earl Williams out there. Yeah, it's fun to watch. <laughs> Earl Williams, all business. That you sounds like a really dramatic you mispronounced. I mean, you just can't say Earl Williams, Earl Williams. today. You Earl said Williams. you said Oral Williams, and then you said Earl, Earl Williams. It's because I'm hearing the echo in my ear, man. <laughs> Earl Williams, like. Those types of noises sound weird when I'm wearing the headphones. Earl Williams. There you all go. business. <laughs> there it is. Sorry, Earl, if you're listening to this. I know how to say your name. It's just the technology in my head. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Okay. So, technology. A couple nine-hole matches this week and next week for some teams. Warsaw Invitational over the weekend for our teams if it gets played on Saturday. Although Saturday looks okay. Finally. Like, Saturday might be our first dry day in a couple days, which yep. will make for some fun. Um, this is no no disrespect to our golfers, but I will not be following really what's going on at the golf for the next couple days, week. Like next Friday is especially all, Saturday if we get all this yeah stuff going it, on. It's too much sex, too much sectional things, regional going on for me to really focus on like Goshen versus Fairfield nine hole match tonight. So I will rep- I will put the score in our prep roundup and I'll get it online, but. Yes, people it's not will registering know. with me until June third. Let's just be perfectly honest. Um, speaking of sectionals, one more sectional we should have talked about softball um, started up last night, and uh, Abby Hostetler, very good, shocking, I know, uh, pitched a no hitter for Northridge over Goshen. Uh, Twenty straight batters retired. Fourth no hitter of the year. Correct. <laughs> um, two five inning ones over Plymouth, which don't count. No offense. to Plymouth. Um, seven inning one is more impressive. It's more impressive. She threw a seven inning one against Northwood, April twentieth, and then she threw last night. I mean, last night was was impressive. I was there. She just her she had command of the fastball and the screwball. So she said her screwball was working very well. Yeah. Um, Where you like what? What is a screwball? Yeah. It's like a curveball, but you know they call it a screwball in softball because it corkscrews a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really throw a curveball in softball. You know. Um, uh, do you have experience? Pitching mechanics. You have, but, you have experience? Have you thrown a screwball? No. No. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Anyway, so her her rise ball was really good, too. I mean, she was dominant. She was pinpointing where she wanted to throw it. She had a couple of full counts, but she was able to work around it. Her only The only base runner for Goshen was a one-out walk by Tyra Markham in the first inning, and that was it. So that close to a perfect game. In a sectional against a really good Goshen team, we had talked about that like, Goshen was playing a lot better the last couple of weeks, and I even think I even said, well, it might have been in the office where I was like, "Hey, Goshen's playing a little better. Northridge kind of not struggling, but like they're finishing strong to the season, win loss wise. Like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe like Goshen can get them." And then Abby Hostel was like, "Nah, nah, ain't doing that." Five hundred career strikeouts for her now as well. Five hundred one she reached. And she didn't have a sophomore season. So, that's impressive. Same thing with Alexis Antel, reaching 500 strikeouts. Didn't have a sophomore season because of COVID. COVID. So, like, kudos to them. Who knows what their numbers would look like if they had, you know, full seasons. 
whole sophomore seasons. Abby wasn't the main pitcher for Northridge in 2019, her freshman year, but she pitched a little bit. Uh, she would have been the main starter her sophomore year and mm-hmm. obviously was junior year in this year. So you never know, but still heck of a, an achievement for her. I guess you add, you'd add like 200, 250 strikeouts maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like 150 to 200 probably yeah. give or take. Mm-hmm. Right. So they'd both be around seven, seven fifty for both of them. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, um, so yeah, tough, tough, tough way for, for Goshen season to end. Had a nice they got season. that bad draw. It's they had bad the bad draw. draw, and I mean, the circle gave him a chance. Only gave up two runs. Right, one Liz solo run well. each time. So Liz Ramirez pitched well. It should have been a one nothing game. Goshen threw away a run basically for Northridge in the sixth. It was, yeah, they just she shouldn't have like the the girl was going to be safe stealing third, and then they still threw the ball and it went into left field, and then they Northridge scored. It was just like. A disastrous 10 seconds for Goshen. Um, she said, somebody's out there. <laughs> just throw it anyway. <laughs> I'm going deep. Um, yeah. So, so there's one earned run for Liz Ramirez. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 It was, it was tough. It was tough. She pitched well. Liz Ramirez pitched well. She pitched out of a lot of jams, but it just, you know. Did Tyra have, pitch at all? She did not. Liz pitched the whole game. But when when you had, I mean, when you got Hostelder pitching like that on the other side, one run was going to win it for them. And that's probably the best offensive team that Northridge will face in this sectional. Like they get Elkhart supposed to be on Wednesday. We'll see. Um, and Elkhart. then either Concord or Warsaw in the final. So like if she could, it's their sectional to lose yeah. at this point. And that's what I've been saying for since the draw came out, basically is whoever wins this Northridge Goshen game will be the favorite to win the rest of this thing. Barring anything unforeseen, Barring some crazy upset, Northridge is the is the clear favorite right now. Hmm. And then over at Wawasee, sectional twenty one, class three A, Northwood ten four victory. Morgan Jenkins, she uh, she had a good night, three for four with a home run, three RBIs, scored two runs. Um, Coach Mandy Demean, 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 hundredth career win. Hundred, yeah. I don't know. I put up five fingers. No I'm one can 100. see. You shouldn't have like acknowledged that. No one can see. <laughs> I did see the hundredth win post last night. Yes. For her. <laughs> yes. Again, once again, it's uh, Northwood's bats. Eight unanswered makes a difference. Yeah, Amazing. they're pretty good at hitting the ball, which makes it maybe even more impressive that Hostetler no hitter no hit them earlier this year because that's all Northwood does is hit the ball. She so. also shut down Concord earlier, obviously, a couple times this year. And you know, we know what Concord can do. So, I guess... Hostetler shut down everybody it just come. Year, it just comes down to, you know, the pitcher. So, it doesn't... You shut down the bats if you're an explosive pitcher like she is. So... Yeah. That's how it goes. That's how it goes in softball, brother. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. we've got um, sectional 35 beginning tonight, 2A... Westview mm-hmm. taking on LaVille, notably from our area, at Westview. Westview better pitch. not lose. Yeah. What a sad loss that would be. Yes. And uh, Jimtown Lakeland over in sectional 21 tonight at Wabasee. So we got, mm-hmm. got that to follow. Baseball sectionals begin Wednesday. Supposed to begin Wednesday and Thursday. Um, yeah, baseball. End of the regular season. We had some drama. We had the drama. And when the dust settled, Goshen and Northridge tied for the NLC championship. Evan, you were there Thursday. Goshen beat Northwood. What a game. What a story. First NLC title since 1998 for the Fighting Red Hawks. They seemed very happy about it. I would be too. (laughs) (laughs) Really? They were happy that they won the conference? Yeah, and we know Northwood's been struggling this year. They played them at home. Uh, Goshen got off to a really hot start. In the first inning, going up by three, I'm like, "Oh, okay, this is this is gonna be an easy win for the Red Hawks. They're feeling it." But credit to Northwood, battled back, got it to within one run towards the end of the game. It was five four going in the seventh inning. But then Thomas Castillo came in, the end of the game, the last half inning, struck out all three batters in order to make sure to will his team to that NLC title. For sure. So I mean, it was it was fun to watch from him because I was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna bring out Yabi, you know, potentially. He's usually that relief guy, but they threw out Thomas because 
like uh, Tomas. You know, it's to- Tomas. I'm hearing Thomas and Tomas. Like some people say Thomas, but I mean, it's you, written you can, Thomas, but I think you it's pronounced use... Tomas Castillo. Why you gotta call me out like that? I'm just just I'm let just it trying go. to make sure you're right. I don't let want the Castillo family to be offended. At least I didn't say Castello or something stupid like that. Yeah, I know it's Castillo. <laughs> <laughs> He's related to Nick Castellanos. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess I guess JJ does usually say Tomas. Now that you say that. <laughs> yeah, because that's his name. Because that's his name. But, okay, whatever. Bottom line is, Red Ox, for the first time in almost 25 years, have at least a share of the NLC title. And I think that's awesome. And I hope that JJ can continue to build on this. And they have a lot of guys coming back next year. So I'd imagine they might be a yeah. favorite again. Including Tomas Castillo. Yes, he's a junior. Yep. So he'll um, have another year. They have a bunch of great they have a bunch of great juniors that are gonna come back. They do. They do. They have a good team coming back next year. Um and they shared it with Northridge, who took care of business against Plymouth Wednesday, last Wednesday. Um almost it, they were up 9-2 going into the last inning, and then Plymouth scored three runs, had a couple on. It was a little dramatic, but they were able to get out of it. Trevor Yoder pitched a complete game, got the big out at the end to win the uh, share of the NLC. So good response from them after losing that game to Mishawaka last Monday, the 11-inning yeah. craziness. Um, 11 innings. That's big time in at, high school. At, at Four Winds <laughs> Field. It's big time in the pros, too. I mean, well, you know. Four, yeah, I mean, you're four, four extra, extra innings, innings compared to two. Yeah, yeah. but still. Um, so, yeah, kudos to them for bouncing back and winning that game against Plymouth on the road. Not the best weather conditions. Um, and then they, they won they won another 11-inning game last night against Garrett. So, they're 18-9 and going into the postseason, the Raiders. It's probably the last thing they wanted because sectionals coming up. Right. Well, they, they, don't, don't, play, wanna... they, don't, they don't play until Saturday. So, they, I mean, they can still rest all their sure, pitching. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we had an NECC baseball champion, Westview, yep. kind of out of nowhere this year. They they kind of look like Goshen. Their conference record is ten and one. They're fourteen and eight overall. So they went four and seven in non-conference. Goshen went one and seven in non-conference. Like yeah. just crazy, crazy non-conference records for both of them. But their conference records were good enough to win the uh, any at least a share. Westview shared it with Garrett. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and you were there, of course, uh, last Tuesday. Very emotional scene, crazy game with Fairfield. They turned uh, it up. Yeah, they turned six it up. run rally in the in the in the bottom of the seventh. Yep. Um, then they beat Eastside. But I mean, what were some of your impressions of them watching them, you know, play on uh, against Fairfield? Obviously, the emotions of the night, you know kind of trumped a lot of the things going on, but the game ended up being crazy too. Yeah. It's, it's a lot has happened since then. I wish I could I remember. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, one thing I will remember, one thing I can recall from that game is obviously once you once you chase Alec Hirschberger, you have a chance, right? <laughs> yeah, so. I, I think if Hirschberger hadn't hit the pitch count limit, he... Mm-hmm. Probably would have gotten the you would you'd feel confident in him getting the final out at some point there mm-hmm. when they score three runs in the seventh like okay like he will find a way to like get a strikeout you know right and that's no disrespect to the other Fairfield pitchers but like Hershberger as he's one of the guys in the area that you have a lot of confidence in if he was at 110 pitches I would have felt confident he would have gotten the next a next guy out and got not been done so. It was six nothing going into. I mean, and he was taking yeah. the mound, and just a bunch of bad luck stuff just kept happening to Fairfield. He got hit by a pitch or a walk, or you couldn't field a grounder, and they got on base, and it just kept snowballing, and it kept snowballing. And by that time, Hershberger was pulled after that, and then the relief, the relievers couldn't, the bullpen couldn't uh, keep it. And you know, the, the the sad thing is too, you know, Fairfield scores two runs in the. And extra innings, the next inning, but again, can't hold it again. And you get Westview ties the game, and then they end up winning it. I mean, I, the thing that I noticed from Westview, obviously, is their fight. Like, if you're down 6 nothing, you find ways to win. And that's that's what Jason said, the Westview's coach, after the game. He's like, these guys, man, all year, all year, they just they just don't quit. They have a confidence about them that is very impressive. And... 
maybe he he said a big thing was you know they're still thinking about last year they're still thinking about that sectional championship that they lost to Central Noble they want to get back to that point they want to they want to win that sectional title so look out for the Warriors right mm-hmm. the uh, the bracket sets up nice for them they are mm-hmm. at home they play they get to wait till Saturday to play Bremen in the semifinal game mm-hmm. so they got to buy into the semis. Um, We'll see if they are playing on Saturday in a semifinal game because this weather could move a lot of things around. Mm-hmm. You could see the baseball sectional finals being moved from Monday to Tuesday so they can play semifinals on Monday. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it's, this could be interesting the next couple of days. So stay tuned. TGN underscore sports. We'll be retweeting all updates, trying to get uh, stories online. What are, you, what are you doing with your hands? Because I'm messing with my I'm hands. I'm just doing what you're doing with your I'm, hands. I'm stretching out my my pinky finger has been like... Jammed? No. I don't know. It's been kind of like... It feels like it's not like broken, but like sprained. So I'm just messing I'm not with sure it. how you did that. Did you catch, I, a, catch a ball wrong? You been, Did you have a, have a catch with somebody? I'm left-handed, so I don't have the mitt on my left hand to catch the ball wrong. I don't know. Maybe I just slept on it funny. It's been like that for a week, though, so I have no idea. Um, Lampshade was messing with it while you were sleeping. Who Who is Lampshade? What is Lampshade? A lizard. Yeah. You just talked about <laughs> it like as if everyone knew who Lampshade is. It's my pet bearded dragon. Well, I was just kidding. I my assumed you are going to be like, yeah, my lizard, my pet bearded dragon, so that's why well, I said it. Okay. Nonchalantly. Her, her name is Lampshade. I didn't name her. My brother named her. Okay. Stay tuned to our Twitter for updates on the scheduling. And, yeah, we'll try to post stuff every night, too, on the website, like an updated list of when games are at. And we'll put it in the newspaper as well, try to get everything updated. you know. But TGN underscore sports on Twitter. If you want that instant scheduling notes, updates, boom, we will be, we'll have them there. Good follow. Give it a follow. If you aren't following it yet, why aren't you? You know what I mean? Yeah, what's the, what's the big deal? What's the big idea? What's your problem? What's your problem? What's your problem, bro? What is your deal? <laughs> Come on. Okay, anything else you want to uh, talk about? Well, bolts. it seems the that bolts. we may should, yeah. You want to talk about the bolts? The lightning? Yeah. I remember... Florida who? Not too long ago, when they beat Toronto in seven. I'm like, oh man... That was fun. At least they got one series win, but they're not going to beat the Panthers. <laughs> you know, the the best team record-wise in the NHL all season. And then they come out and just, like, destroy them. You know, 4-0 sweep. They didn't even have Braden Point, one of their top players, the entire series. So, color me surprised. I'm not... Um, and they kind of did it just like they just dominated. It was like 4-1, 5-1, 2 The only close one was game three. It was 2-1. So I mean, I mean game game two, it was game two in Florida. Yeah, they game three was five one. Right. Yeah. They scored with two seconds left in the game. Yeah, game two is the two one. Yeah, that was the only close one. They they took the Panthers' soul. Like the Panthers did not show up in the two Tampa game. Two games played in Tampa. That end of regulation goal. I feel like that was it. That ended the series because it was five one and two zero. The games in Tampa and Florida did not show any fight in either of them. So they at least showed a little bit of fight in the. Uh, the other two, because in game one, it was tied going into third period. It was right. 1-1. It was close game in, for most of game one, and mm-hmm. they got a little out of hand at the end. But so, but now we're waiting on, I think it's going to be Carolina. Carolina, if they just win their home, they, Carolina wins all their home games and they win the series. So, like, mm-hmm. they hate playing on the road. So, we'll see if they can get one in Madison Square Garden tonight against the Rangers. But If yeah. they don't, watch out. I mean, I would like a seven-game series, just let them beat up on each other. Give the Lightning some extra days to, mm-hmm. for rest. Maybe we can get Braden Point back. That'd be we need that if we're gonna three Pete. We're gonna need him playing, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm not sure the situation, but it wasn't great when he went down last yeah. series. So, yeah. um, other national notes: Justin Thomas, PGA Championship winner. Poor uh, uh, Pereira, Mito Pereira, just choke job on the 72nd hole. Tough scene. Tough scene. Um, felt bad for the guy, but Justin Thomas wins. Dramatic playoff over Will Zalatoris. That was fun TV on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. I know you don't care about it, but I, I, watched I, zero I, had, of it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I like watching the golf majors, so it was good good television. 
Uh, all the NBA playoff games have been blowouts. Heat Heat Celtics is tied two two, and all four games have been fairly non competitive. And then the Mavs and Warriors, Warriors are up three zero. Mavs for the have sweep. been pretty, you know, Unco- mostly uncompetitive. Yeah. Dallas has shown some fight in like the first half, and then that's it. It's like, oh, yep, the Warriors. Like, Curry hits a couple threes. Thompson hits a couple threes. Draymond Green throws an elbow in someone's face. Like, it's over, you know, in the third quarter. So This was not really the Warriors team I was expecting to uh, they li- get they to limped. the finals. They were really good the first, like, 45 games. Steph got hurt a little bit. Draymond got hurt. They kind of limped into the playoffs as the three seed. So, like... But they're all healthy now. So, like, if they were fully healthy all season, they would have been the two seed and, like, within a couple games of Phoenix. So, they they kind of deceived us with all these injuries late. Like, right. they're still the, – this is what 2015 looked like for them. Just substitute Andrew Wiggins in instead of Harrison Barnes, basically. Like, that's the same – and, and uh, Ke- Kevon Looney instead of uh, Bogut. So, that's, that's pretty much it. Same Bogut. team. So Yeah, you remember Bogut? Andrew Bogut. Yeah, Bucks. Uh, Legend. Bucks superstar. Legend. Andrew Bogut. The best international player in Bucks history, of course. Yes. Yeah. Don't <laughs> no. fact check that. No. Um, <laughs> and then the Preakness happened this past weekend. Nobody cared because, um, you know, Rich Strike wasn't in it, so there's no chance for the Triple Crown. Um, there wouldn't early have been a much, much of a chance anyway. Early voting, one beat out Epicenter at the line. To win. What names? Early voting. That's crazy. I was like, what's the early voting when you said that? <laughs> no. Early voting for Athlete of the Week, Gosha News. No. Yeah, I have no idea. Early who, voting was the winner of the Preakness. Preakness. And Epicenter was second. What's next? Belmont is in June. Yeah, that's right. So, Rich Strike will run the Belmont. You know, maybe, you'll, maybe I'll watch. Like, eh. 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 There's no triple crown on the line. It's a cool race. It's the longest one of the three legs of the, you know, but, eh. Yeah. Yeah, stop saying <laughs> And on that note, we will end the podcast there. Um, do you want to tag it out as well, or should I tag wow, it out? Wow, an intro and an outro on the same podcast episode. I can take it. I can take it. Go. I can take it. Let's do it. Well, uh, it's been another, you know... Riveting. Fun, riveting, riveting yeah. fantastic episode of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Thanks so much for listening in. Uh, we'll see what the weather does this week. Either way, we're going to be very busy. It's Either it's going to be spread out, we get lucky, or we're going to be very busy on Saturday and Monday. But uh, one way or the other, the next episode is going to have a lot of important information about results and what has happened transpired over the next week so uh tune in then